Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. It's time for another round of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, the podcast where we celebrate the art of mixology and the joy of drinking with friends. I'm Matthew Henry, your host, and joining me today is my brother and co-host, the man who knows his way around a cocktail shaker better than anyone I know, Ben Henry. What's on the menu today, Ben? Well, let's see. I've got uh, a bunch of um, BS and uh and a bad cocktail you know pretty much the usual um as an extra special i'm i'm gonna bring uh i'm gonna bring some uh i'm gonna bring some extra humor today i think yeah oh yeah that's what's on the menu all right yeah all right i think our listeners will appreciate that wow yeah and and, uh you know chat gpt again coming to the rescue on the introduction to uh, this week's podcast and uh, I thought that one was a little bit different, you know, what's on the menu. Yeah. Maybe that could be a new catchphrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, that really did sound like it was written by a 23-year-old intern. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's almost good. Yeah, it was almost good. <laughs> almost, almost. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, of course, have a question for you. Oh, all right. Fire away, my friend. Okay. Well, so... Today, a little a little foreshadowing of mm. my cocktail uh, is, uh, did you know that the word scofflaw, which I you may not even know that's a word, but there's a word out there called scofflaw. And the term scofflaw was invented in January of 1924 as the winning word of a competition held by a campaigning teetotaler named Del Severe King. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but Del Sever, Del Caver, King, during the height of Prohibition. And he offered a $200 prize for a, quote, an epithet which would best express the idea of lawless drinker, menace scoffer, bad citizen, or whatnot, with the biting power of scab or slacker. Whoa, with the biting power of scab or slacker? Yes, yes. And so this newspaper printed this competition. That's pretty strong. And actually, two separate people submitted the word scofflaw. Wow. So they actually split the $200 prize. Well, that sucks. And, uh, and, and so then now to this day, the scofflaw is a word that we never use. <laughs> but it is in the dictionary. So um, <laughs> I, I just thought that was interesting. And um, so my question to you mm-hmm. is if you were to make up a word, Dare I say an epithet? Oh, to describe a drunken podcaster who likes to talk about cocktails, what would it be? What would? Ooh, ooh, interesting, interesting. Mm. First of all, I'm realizing that the word epithet is a hard word to say if you are, um, if you are a drunken podcaster. You know, <laughs> yeah. so so yes, I may have said it wrong. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that is interesting. Hmm. Scofflaw. Well, so first of all, I, I don't like this Del Severa King guy. Wow. And yeah, and certainly no. you said it, it was during 1924. It was during Prohibition, right? So it's like, it's like they had won, you know, they, they had passed this stupid law. 
Um, yeah. And it was like, and then he was just dancing on people's graves. He was like, well, I he think was, he was realizing that the, the law didn't really mean anything because people were still getting drunk. right, right. It was like one of those things where it was just like, this is a stupid law. Nobody's gonna. I don't care what you whether it's in the Constitution or not. Yeah, I guess I guess for some yeah. Anyway, uh, no, this is not a political podcast. This is a this is a cocktail podcast. Um, hmm. Uh, Mike Soaker. Mike Soaker, yes. My Matthew, you're a total Mike Soaker. I was listening to these guys, these two Mike Soakers. Uh, they have this stupid podcast called Giant Cocktails. Um, hmm. Mike Soaker. Yeah. What about oh, with Slob Slaw. Slob, oh, oh. slob, slob. Okay, a little, a little, a little take on scofflaw, but yeah. now you're calling it a yep, slob, yep, slob. Exactly. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, like you know, it, I like the word that the word law is in it. You know, but yeah. they're they're yeah. scoffing at the law. You know, yes. here I'm just slobbering over the law. All you right. know, yeah. Um, uh, I, I had a couple more, but I forgot them. I forgot. Uh, you know, them. I, I don't think you can get better than Mike Soaker. To be <laughs> Mike Soaker. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's yeah. what I'm going although, with. Although, uh-huh. although. I did consult ChatGPT. Oh, of course this. you did. Of course you did. And, this this and whole show not, is like it's brought to you by ChatGPT. You, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> but you will not be disappointed by okay. ChatGPT's uh, response. Okay. So I asked it the same question. If you were to make up a word, uh, an epithet to describe a drunken podcaster who likes to talk about cocktails, what would it be? And it said, how about Sloshcastler? Sloshcastler? It says, a sloshcastler is a podcaster who enjoys drinking cocktails while recording their show, often resulting in slurred speech and questionable opinions. Wow, I feel seen. Okay, this is, wait, <laughs> yes. wait, wait, wait. ChatGPT is- I'm pretty sure that ChatGPT listened to all I, of our yeah, podcasts. Yeah, I think that's, that and, sounds- uh, hmm. And came up with it. Hmm. Uh, and then it gave, I asked it to give a definition, like, a, a, and it says, sloshcastler. Noun, a lovable lush hey. who delights in sharing their drunken musings on the art of mixology with their audience. Known for their charming personality and endearing lack of sobriety, <laughs> a slosh castler is always willing to take one for the team and try that questionable looking drink, no matter how many they've already had. Caution may cause listeners to crave a stiff drink. Wow. Wow. Well, here's what I do know about the law, Matthew. We cannot, po- we cannot copyright the word slosh castler. Although I don't know Is that, that you right? can copyright a word. Yes, but I think we could trademark it. So if we went out there and we uh, we trademarked the word sloshcastler, then then we could sue anybody else who tried to use it. Well, that's the American way. We should do yeah, that. Yeah, we should definitely use it. We should definitely do that. We should we should trademark it, then make it popular so people want to call themselves that and then sue them for using it. <laughs> oh, that sounds sad. <laughs> Proud to be an American. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, so that was uh, so. Slosh Castler is our is a, we're we're now Slosh Castlers or or Mike Soakers. You know, they're 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 synonyms. Well, Slosh Castler, he said, was like a lovable lush. Mike Soaker to me is just like disgusting ranter. Okay. Okay. So and honestly, bit... I feel like both of those apply to me at different times. That's true. That's true. I'm not going to argue with you there. Actually, I'm thinking that both of them probably apply to the show. You're the slosh castler and I'm the mic soaker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. All right. Well, let's get into the cocktail part. Before we get into our actual cocktails, though, we have tip of the day. Are we still doing that? No, we're not. This is uh, the last time. I promise. This I is promise. The, not no, to be clear. This is not the last tip of the day. It's the last time you say tip of the day. Yes. No, it's Maybe. you're lying. 
I could see it's it. It's just so fun. I, I could say it. Man. I could see it on your face, and I'm pretty sure our listeners could hear it on your face. Yeah. <laughs> that, that dead silence. They're like, oh, he's lying. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. I just like saying tip of the day. Tip but the but day. He, here it is. All right. Here's our tip of the day, of the Ben. Day. In my cocktail, which I will reveal after Ben, because I think it's Ben's turn to go first. I think you already week. revealed one of our cocktails. Well, I, I, I haven't really revealed it. I just sure. hinted at it. But sure. uh, <laughs> it does involve vermouth. Vermouth. Hmm. And vermouth comes in two different varieties, right? It's uh, Well, actually comes in multiple, but the, the main ones are dry and sweet vermouth. And dry vermouth is a white uh, vermouth. like It's a fortified wine is basically what vermouth is. So it's got wine and then it's got a little bit of alcohol added to it to get, you know, fortify it. Yeah, and when I first heard fortified, I thought that meant like vitamins yeah, or something, but yeah. apparently that's not what it means. Fortified, like, it's um, like, like your cereal, like your 1980s yeah, cereal, fortified exactly. with vitamins. Sure, sure. Exactly. I thought, that's I not thought what it, was it means? It was, it was healthy. It was good for us, but no. It just means it's it's added alcohol. Um, and so, uh, but but vermouth, even though it has added alcohol, is not does not have a very high ABV level. Generally, it's a bit less than 20%. Uh, and so at that level... Uh, it will not keep and let w- without being refrigerated. Okay, so there's not enough alcohol in there to kill off any bad guys that get in, and so you uh, you have to refrigerate your vermouth. And uh, if you refrigerate it, it will last several months, probably you know at least two to three months before you start to kind of it starts to lose some of its punch. Uh, but if you leave it out, uh, it could go bad, and uh, and so uh, it will eventually spoil. And so the all the all the 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 bartenders out there tell you, refrigerate your vermouth. Now the problem with me is I don't have a fancy uh, cocktail refrigerator like you do. You know, that you put all your chilled glasses and your, you know, fancy ice cubes and all that. And uh, I only have the refrigerator that feeds my family. So uh, I have limited space. And uh, so as a result, um, I look for smaller bottles of vermouth because I honestly, I don't drink a lot of cocktails with vermouth, but they come up from time to time and it's nice to have them. So if you buy smaller bottles of vermouth and put the, like in the bottom shelf, uh, door shelf of your refrigerator and just stick them there, uh, they'll be good for, for a while. So that's the tip of the day, Ben. Tip of the day. Well, based on all of that, I have a number of follow-up tips. Oh, okay. I'll, of course. But you first do. of all, I hang, hang on for a moment. Okay. I got to go put my stuff in the refrigerator. <laughs> okay we should probably cut right. that part where you were waiting for me out <laughs> um so so yeah so okay so follow-up tips so so first of all my my refrigerator my my cocktail glass refrigerator is my cocktail glass refrigerator it is only for cocktail glasses okay oh the ice machine is a separate machine okay Yes, okay. they each cost $3,000. You know, look, don't hate me because I'm privileged, all right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And and You're, and so... Uh, we all spend our money in, in, in stupid ways. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and so so that's my my first tip of the day is uh, don't don't confuse my my refrigerators. Uh, the, the second tip of the day is is that in your poor person's refrigerator, um, what you got to do is you got to throw away like one of those six different kinds of mustard you got. Okay. Like yeah, you yeah. only need three kinds of mustard. Okay. 
Right. Yellow, Dijon, and ground. <laughs> That's right. That's right? right. Yes, of course. Yeah. Those are yes, those are the three. Um, get rid of that year-old cottage cheese. Get rid yes. of that year-old Greek yogurt. I know you have it. It's you have that you have the the, the <laughs> non-flavored one and you have the honeyed one. Get rid of both of them. You're never going to eat them. Okay, and then that's where you can put your your uh, your. Uh, what, what do you call those things that expire? Your perishables. That's where you can put your perishable liqueurs, right? Okay. And yeah. so, so that's my tip of the day is, um, you know, or, or yeah, maybe get an extra refrigerator. Maybe that's what I need to do because apparently, I mean, because I haven't been doing this, I got to put my vermouth in the refrigerator. So so now I need a, a third, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, machine, uh, which will cost thousands of dollars. But that's fine. I can afford it because I, you know. That's me. That's the character I play on this yeah. show, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the persona you've created. The persona uh, I've created. Uh, I'm the super well, privileged cocktail guy. You know, uh, and it's funny you say that because there are, there, are, there, there, yes, exactly. There are two, and I'm thinking about it, there are two types of, of households. There's those who have a refrigerator in the garage and those that don't. Mm-hmm. And, and the ones that have a refrigerator in the garage stock it with like questionable beer and lots of different sodas for when people come over and they can entertain them. Right. But I'm thinking you could probably throw some vermouth in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that would be uh, the appropriate refrigerator for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're be- I you're- am not a refrigerator in the garage guy. That's so your beverage refrigerator? I, yeah. Yeah, I I have two freezers. Yeah. I have a, you know, the the just a freezer that I put all the stuff that won't fit in our, you know, regular freezer. Uh, but not a, not a fridge. I got to think about this. Maybe I should be a garage refrigerator kind of guy. Well, well, so we have refrigerators in all of our bathrooms too cuz we've got those little makeup refrigerators. <laughs> and then we have uh, refrigerators in everybody's bedroom because doesn't everyone? Mhm. And uh yeah. Yeah. All right. God, there's All right. Probably well, people enough there's, about there's people out there like that. If you're one of those people and you're listening to the show, thank you. Love you. Wow, you're great. But wow, that's a little too much. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we should probably get on to the cocktails. We should. We should. So uh, I think it's your turn this week. Is it my turn? Uh, if, if not, let's just make it your turn. All right. Uh, what, are, what are you drinking this week, Ben? Well, today, Matthew, I am presenting a cocktail that I like to call Just a Peach. Because you had to look that up, didn't you? <laughs> I did. You forgot for just a second. I did. What you were I did. I did. Well, and then I panicked because I, it's not actually referenced in the notes, <laughs> in the show notes. It's not because it's because we didn't do that before we started the show. So I did panic there, and I couldn't remember the name of my own cocktail. This is a problem with inventing your own cocktails. Yeah, yeah. Kind of problem with drinking while you're yeah. talking, doing a podcast. Well, this yeah. is nice. Yeah. You don't have a problem. You don't have this problem because you never invent your own cocktail. No. Anyway, my cocktail today is called Just a Peach. And the reason I named it that is because sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, a peach is just a peach. Um, I know I mean, it's not. It's not a part of your uh, your anatomy. No, it's not. It's not. It's not referencing any cleft part of your anatomy. Um, and uh, wow, just random, random thought. What is up with cleft chins? That's an interesting thing. Anyway, uh, just a peach. What is just a peach? Just a peach is a bourbon cocktail. And the reason I made a bourbon cocktail is because I haven't made one on the show since the whole tiki debacle. And uh, so that means I don't think I've had a bourbon cocktail that wasn't tiki related. I must have had one or two that had bourbon in it um, in over half a year. This can't be true. Wow. That can't be true. That seems ridiculous. But anyway, that's why I made it. It's a bourbon cocktail. This is essentially a bourbon sour. It is. um, But what I did 
is I uh, added, um, I pulled back on the bourbon a little bit, and I snuck in some creme de pêche. And uh, I know, Matthew, that you are a, um, you know, you're one of the little people, you know, you're uncultured, right? Yes, And uh, so you may not know what creme de pêche means. Uh, Creamy peach. (laughs) That's exactly right. It does mean creamy peach. And strangely, creamy doesn't mean creamy. And boy, that brings up all kinds of imagery. Stay focused. Stay focused. (laughs) Stay focused. All right. All right. A peach is just a peach. A peach is just a peach. Um, Yeah. No, creme means like uh, sugared or uh, 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 um, uh, turned into a liqueur, as it were. So there's a creme de cassis, which, of course, you know, is is, is a a, a liqueur of, of Cassis berries. Made from a cassis. <laughs> cassis, that's right. Uh, but this is creme de pêche, and it is a, a peach-flavored liqueur, in all um, uh, joking aside. Uh, and so I used half an ounce of that. So it's half one and a half ounces of bourbon, half an ounce of creme de pêche, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, um, because I found if you went any more than that, it got a little too tarty, right? And nobody wants a tarty peach, right? No, and, no. Um, and then adds half an ounce of uh, simple syrup. And the reason for the half an ounce, as opposed to, say, an ounce, which is what I would normally do, right? I would usually do an ounce of simple syrup against three quarters of an ounce of, of lemon juice because um, because I'm I'm a child and I like super sweet cocktails. Uh, but the creme de pêche brings a fair amount of sweetness. And, and bourbon has a little bit of a sweet profile, too. So we pull back on the simple syrup to keep it balanced. And it is... Um. Uh. Wow. I mean, it is actually very, very refreshing. Uh, it 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 drinks like a a, a traditional sour, um, but the peach really kind of gives it this bright summery feel. And uh, I really like this one, and it's it's a really easy modification to make to a simple cocktail. So if you're into the whiskey sours, I would uh, highly recommend um, adding in a little bit of creme de pêche to to punch it up. Oh, I forgot to say, you 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 take all of the ingredients and you put them in a shaker, shake for ten to twelve seconds. And then you do a dirty dump into a rocks glass because, oh, of course, a it's just dirty dump, right? So no fresh ice. You yeah, just, boom. Yeah, if we're talking about peaches, we gotta have dirty dumps. <laughs> it's just a peach. I'm sorry, it's, it's just a peach, a peach. and you garnish it with a couple of brandied cherries. In my case, I used okay. seventeen because <laughs> it's always got to be an odd number, and prime numbers are best. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're almost like it's a sour for sure, but I think. Yeah, if you add some fresh fruit in there, you almost start getting into a bramble kind of like territory. Yeah, there. I mean it is crossing over a little bit because of the because of the fruitiness, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think the bramble really is just a an extension of, of the sour template. But um uh yeah, I mean it, it is very versatile. And uh, you know, I, I think I think one of the things that I've gotten very, very comfortable with at this point of my home cocktail crafting is the understanding of how to take um, different flavors and and understand how they'll work together. Um, you know, one thing I'll do is I'll just take a very small sip of or you know, a, a amount of of the coct- of the spirits that I want to mix together, and I'll just combine them and just take take a little taste uh, mm. just to make sure that they do well. Um, 
I kind of want to say this as a tip of the day. That could have been safe for a tip of the day. Uh, yeah, that you know what? Like... There's more to that. I, I'm, you know, we'll do it as a tip of the day next week. So come back right. next week, folks, and you can hear my tip of the day about how to how to figure out how to uh, how different flavors can play against each other um, without getting totally, totally Mike Soaker situation, right? And <laughs> that's, that's um, cool. and uh, because once you get too far down, every cocktail combination tastes good. Right, and <laughs> that's right. After three or four drinks, yeah. it all is like, "Ooh, then, this is amazing!" Yeah, and you come back and you, you you try them again. Like you make that same cocktail that you made, right? Like there I am Wednesday night, you know, practicing my cocktails. Cocktail number six is the best cocktail I've ever had. I come back on Saturday, and I taste uh, taste cocktail number six, and I'm like, "This is horrible. It tastes like lighter <laughs> fluid." And uh, and the reason for that is because, folks, you should never have six cocktails in one night. Right. And so, you so know, another tip of the day is when you're at a bar, order the good stuff first, and by the end of the day, yeah. you just go to you know, yeah. Then just you just to, switch over to to, to, the, well to the well drinks. drinks. Yeah, absolutely. Well margaritas for the rest of the night. Yeah, <laughs> best darn margaritas you ever had. That's right. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds great. There you go. And you're right. Uh, you, you definitely have. Uh, I'm a little jealous that you've taken the jump into creating your own cocktails uh, much more than I have. Um, and I, I think, you know, maybe after your tip of the day next week, I got to start thinking about, you know, creating my own uh, my own cocktails. Woohoo! Woohoo! <clears throat> All right. All right. Well, so that's uh, that is the just a peach. Uh, and so for my cocktail today, uh, as you may have guessed, the name of the cocktail is called the Scofflaw. Not the Mike Soaker? Not the Mike Soaker and mm. not the Slosh Castler. It's oh. called the Scofflaw. So what's in the, the Scofflaw is uh, one and a half ounces of rye whiskey. And mine is a Rittenhouse uh, 100 proof rye, which I think is important. You got to have that bite. Uh, it's got an ounce of dry vermouth, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of grenadine, and a dash of orange bitters. So what I like about this cocktail is that uh, the the rye uh, is you know definitely the spiciness of it that is there. It's really at the top of the of the cocktail. The vermouth kind of adds this um, you know a little bit of a of a I don't know bite is the right word, but definitely is there. It, it kind of definitely acidic kind of feel. Uh, the lemon juice adds some acidity, and then the grenadine really balances it all out. And so uh, the grenadine, if you have a high quality quality grenadine especially not this like bright red stuff but you know make your own yeah you with, uh, with the palms uh you know there's recipes but palms uh yeah, yeah. Uh, pomegranate juice don't squeeze sugar, your own pomegranate lemon juice no no go out and buy the juice it's yeah. it's there and the quality make your own from juice. there yeah Make your own. Uh, you can also, uh, I buy mine from Sonoma Syrup Company here in Sonoma County. Excellent uh, syrups. Uh, and and so, yeah, the, all those combined really provide a nice balanced drink. And I'm typically someone, I know like you, that likes the sweeter cocktails. So I'm always a little bit nervous when I have dry vermouth in a cocktail. Uh, and as an aside, as I was making this, I was thinking, oh, I wish I had some Lillet Blanc. To, to test this out with, but I, I have yet to add that to my bar like uh, you, uh, you you brought last week. So uh, so I, uh, I instead had to go with the driver mouth and the and and it really does uh, it does it wasn't as biting as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't as dry as I thought it was going to be. Uh, it was actually very well balanced and uh, even down to the I mean every ingredient, 
plays a role. The the orange bitters at the end definitely adds some brightness to it and kind of think kind of brings that grenadine out of the kind of can be really heavy and and now it brings it into a little bit more of a brightness and um, a really great cocktail for something that was made in 1924 ben yeah i mean i really like what's going on here with this one um in terms of the of the balance um it is a lot of competing flavors uh, you know the thing about rye is when you're using rye especially if you're going to use something like rittenhouse which i think is a great mixing rye right um is that's really going to be the strongest note in your cocktail and everything else that is going to, that you're going to put in there should be able to play off of that and and really kind of help maybe temper that flavor. Um, and so I, I like that in that case because the vermouth definitely is a very different flavor. Um, it adds kind of like this extra funk, um, but uh, um, but kind of like a mellow funk, you know. And um, I, I would say that uh, I think the Lilit Blanc would be a great substitution here, um, just again, because they, they have similar profiles, but the, the Lilit Blanc is a little bit more, um, oh, let's say, uh, it's a little sweeter, a little brighter um, than dry vermouth, um, and, and uh, I think more of a fruity flavor. Um, and so I, I think if you use the dry vermouth, or if you're, and sorry, the dry vermouth is going to make this a very different cocktail than if you use Lilith, but I think that's a really good substitution to make to just, you know, if you really don't like dry vermouth or if you just want to see how those two different, co- um, sorry, liqueurs play, um, that's a really good swap out to do. Um, grenadine is always a very strong ingredient. Um, yeah. Like, and uh, it's it's kind of interesting how it's such a popular older ingredient uh, because I think it brings um, it brings a lot to the party. You know, and I think it can do a good job of hiding bad ingredients um, like and, and so maybe that's the case of why it <laughs> appeared so much in the past. Um, yeah. But but yeah, this is a, this is a very interesting cocktail because, yeah, I would say all of these are very. These are all these are all co- ingredients that could be the main ingredient in a cocktail. Right. The main thing, yeah, right. even especially yeah. the, even not especially, but even the orange bitters. Right. Like because like you said that they, it really is a noticeable bitters. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is a very interesting one. I think this would be a fun one to play around with by pulling things out and swapping it out with different things. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And I and I think that's kind of one of the fun things about the classic cocktails is, uh, you know, if you're kind of new to cocktail making, that's a place to a good place to start. I mean, you know, just Google, you know, classic cocktails and you can get a bunch of of the, the classics there that you can play around with. And the nice thing about the classics is they're not complicated. There's not a lot of like obscure liqueurs and things that you need. It's generally, you know, a citrus, a spirit, you know, there might be a, you know, something like, you know, vermouth or, you know, an Amaro in there or something. But uh, generally, they're really straightforward cocktails that you can try. And then uh, to your point, yeah, play around with them a little bit and adjust the adjust the amounts. Um, For example, as you were talking about Lilit Blanc instead of vermouth, I'm thinking maybe you dial back on the grenadine a little bit, you know. Yeah, uh, that would be probably a really good switch out to do. And um, and if you found that not sweet enough, then I would probably, you know, maybe just use some simple syrup. To replace the grenadine, right. um, which I've seen in some of the scofflaw recipes where they've used both grenadine and simple syrup, right? Because they want to pull back on the grenadine flavor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. The scofflaw and just a peach. 
Uh, thank you for joining us. Remember that you can find us on social media. Matthew posts uh, pictures and recipes um, on the Giant Cocktails uh, Instagram channel and on the Twitter uh, account uh, and on Mastodon. Uh, reach out to us on any one of those places. Um, we'd love to interact with you all and love to hear from you. Um, also, if you would be so inclined, it would be extremely helpful to the show if you could go leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. And also if you tell your friends about the show. Uh, and on that note, um, it's been great hanging out with you, Matthew. Um, and uh, cheers, my friend. Cheers, Ben. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. <laughs>